Hey everyone, it is 6 p.m. sharp Eastern. I want to hear people's thoughts on the slap from the Oscars. Um, we've heard every opinion under the sun on it. Um, I pretty much agree if you didn't see Jim Carrey's CBS morning interview. Uh, pretty much one of the only times I've ever agreed with that nutball. Um, 100% almost. Um, supposedly the Hollywood reporters were saying that they, the Academy is working on or looking at disciplinary action for Will Smith that could possibly include confiscating his best actor trophy. Um, I contend that, as I said on my podcast earlier this week, that you're going to actually see more of things like this at the Oscars in the future. The show will become the VMAs. I guess that there was a 3% spike in viewership once it were got out, spread around social media, what had happened, everyone then tuned in to see, oh, what's what's going to happen now? And that's all that matters to the Academy, to these people, when they have a show that's just been floundering for years. Viewership is going through the floor for years. It's not an entertaining show anymore. And now they found their cure. Viral moment that everyone was talking about, we're still talking about. <laughs> Hopefully not much longer. Um, so... I would, I would get your thoughts on that. Get your thoughts on the slap. The Daily Beast today is at it. Good old Marlo Stern has decided to uh, go and dig up old jokes from Chris Rock. An unearthed clip from 1997 features Chris Rock mocking Jada Pinkett Smith's appearance at the Million Women March, or as Rock puts it, bitches by the bell. Um, of course they're doing this. This is what they do. This is They're, they're, out, they're in this blood sport just as much as they are. Um, I thought it was funny with this is uh, Rock did say to Jada Pinkett Smith, that was a, light, a nice one. The G.I. Jane joke was a nice one. Um, and that was my funny. That's the first thing I thought of when I read this Daily Beast thing. So any thoughts you're going to have on that? The other thing, and we're kind of combining these topics. Um, it, the title of this episode is Rich Slapped because this there is no race to this. There's no uh, identity to any of what happened at the Oscars. What happened is you have a bunch of rich psychopaths in a room dealing with egos, and that is all. There is there is no, not some grand sociological experiment happening here. These are uh, insane millionaires uh, with unchecked egos. The other thing I wanted to, speaking of insane amount of money with unchecked egos, uh, I want to get your thoughts on Disney. And uh, I've obviously on my podcast, I've talked about this. Uh, that essentially this this was a this was a media driven campaign to get Disney involved. We saw this as DeSantis was going to sign this bill, and the Democrats and far left activists and media knew that they couldn't stop this bill from being signed. So they went the route of corporate pressure, and they just they they find Disney who employs thousands of people in Florida and says, "Are you okay with this?" And they make it known to Disney that you know what we might not be able to hold. DeSantis accountable, we can hold you accountable if you don't speak out against this. Disney, of course, caved. Uh, CNN's Oliver Darcy has noted that the entire right-wing media sphere, influencers, Fox News, blogs, websites, whatever, are all focused on this. And to Oliver's surprise, I think the reaction is, as I noted on Twitter, why, why won't you let us keep punching you? Why don't you just shut up and take this? And this is obviously a new front. This is the right pushing back in culture wars that it, it doesn't seem like we started. So I want to get your thoughts on that. I'm going to get your thoughts on Disney as a whole. Is this something that's going to make you 
I don't want to say boycott. It's I, I wouldn't call like unsubscribing from Disney Plus a boycott. I just think it's unsubscribing and I'm done. Um, I noted that they have a new Marvel series out called Moon Knight uh, for for you comic nerds like me. Um, and I've seen less talk about Moon Knight in the last three or four days. And I don't know if that's a residual effect of Disney trying to put their thumb on the scale or if it's just not interested or what. Um, as you just saw, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming up in May. Um, and that had a pretty big glossy trailer. It looked like a feature film. And that's one of these things. Are you going to watch the series? Are you going to cancel Disney Plus? Carol Markowitz from the New York Post had a piece saying she's done with Disney. As I note that, and I think Disney understands this, when they're really the only and the largest proprietor of children's form entertainment, um, is it easy for you as a parent to just say, no, I'm, we're not putting Frozen in the, you know, in the DVD player of the car on the long trip. Sorry, find something else. Uh, or do you feel kind of trapped by them? You know, it's sometimes you just need to get your kid to shut up and, you know, watch some pretty cartoons. I noted on my podcast, and I still might be writing about this, that I personally think Disney needs to go all in and do a feature film, spend the money, spend the $130 million on animators and scoring and songs and get Billie Eilish to do a trans slash LGBTQ gender theory query, uh, gender queer film on the topic, not dancing around the topic. You know, they've done this before with Soul and, and Inside Out, and they've dealt with you know, inner issues of mental health and stuff like this. And I'm not suggesting that that's what this issue is. I'm saying that they need to go all in and make this eccentric film. Stop using the LGBT community as a prop in the background. Uh, We saw obviously the live action Beauty and the Beast had, you know, Josh Gad's character dance with a man. Ooh, we saw in one of the Star Wars films, I think it was a a background kiss or something between a same-sex lesbian couple. I'm kind of issuing to Disney to stop doing that. Stop treating this community like, again, like a corporate prop because you need, you want to be inclusive for money, which is all Disney cares about. And I said, let's see what happens. Make this film, make, make a film. You can even make it about house bill 1550, you know, 1557 and talk about, a you know, the big characters can be a young child trying to transition with a teacher. And like, I guess you can get Timothy Chalamet to voice and you can do all of that. It'll probably be a huge success. It'll be an Oscar winner. These films usually are. As I noted, um, Dallas Buyers Club, Jared Leto has an Oscar for playing a trans character. And uh, Eddie Redmayne won an Oscar, Best Actor for playing a trans character. And Felicity Huffman in Transamerica won every award under the sun except the Oscar, I think. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor won several awards for Transparent before he was canceled. Um, So generally, this topic should be a big award winner as well. So it should generate a lot of favorable media it should get a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes because no critic is going to come out against it so why won't disney do that because we know that they will lose the entire chinese market if they do and that's kind of the whole point of this uh desantis has made it you know pretty clear with saying you know if we if we could have we could have said don't teach the you know uyghur concentration camps in school and disney would have been fine with it logan dobson noted that Disney runs cruises to Caribbean countries that have outlawed homosexuality. And these are all valid points. This is similar to obviously the George major league baseball moving the all-star game. And this is just what the media has done. This is what they're doing now. So when a law gets signed in Georgia, 
they go to something of note in Georgia. So it's a film company or Major League Baseball. Oh, what are you going to do about this? Major League Baseball panics, and then they move the game, and they learn that this was a disastrous PR move for their economy as well. And that's exactly what they're doing here. And it's notable that people like Josh Barrow are even coming out against this and saying this is unsustainable as a strategy. This isn't going to work. You're not going to get supporters and new voters via Twitter mobbing in real life. And when Josh Barrow is out here ringing alarm bells over this stuff, there was just a poll release that said 51% of the country, national poll, once they read the text of HB 1557, agree with it. And so you have a weird hill that Dems and the, the genderqueer community and activists and our media are choosing to die on. And now they've involved Disney. And we obviously saw Christopher Rufo was handed or leaked a, a series of videos from some of their higher ups talking about how they're going to push a genderqueer ideology in their content. And I've cautioned against going after that as, as a political fight. Um, I'm sure there's several of you and several parents who are just like, oh, I'm not comfortable with this, but I'm talking a strictly strategy. Um, I also think, however, it's fair game. If Disney's going to stick their nose in the arena, they're, it's going to get punched back. So I want your thoughts. As parents, as people who are consumers of Disney products, that includes Marvel, it includes Star Wars, it includes all of that. Um, are you going to sit out the next Marvel film, the next Spider-Man, the next Avengers, or... I think the next one is Doctor Strange. I don't know. I, haven't seen, I have not seen a Marvel film in over a year. I haven't even seen the new Spider-Man film. Um, so that's kind of, you know, your turn to talk for this episode. Those are the two topics. If you have any thoughts on the slap, and then also uh, as far as Disney products, Disney media is the stuff you're going to consume. That also, I guess, includes ESPN. So they know, they know how powerful they are as a, as a corporation. They know that they have the hooks in. And so uh, I've, I've had commenters on my podcast say that they're done, obviously, like I mentioned, Karen Markowick. So I want to hear your thoughts. Um, we'll go for probably about an hour tonight, uh, as I know that we're probably tired of talking about the stupid Oscars thing. Um, try to keep your comments short so we can get as many people in and uh, or questions or whatever you have for me, if that's what you have. So try to keep them short and so we can get as many people up for, you know, about the next hour. We'll take Joe. Joe's one of my guys. Joe, are you done with Disney? Hey, Stephen. So I am not done with Disney. I'm going to merely keep participating with their products and services in the same way that I always have, which is if it seems appealing to me, I will consume it. If I do not care about it, then I will not. And I am using that application, as I feel like all of us do, on various other things that we take part in, such as we all listen to bands who pretty much probably wish that we did not exist as people as far as our ideology goes. You know, we consume products that are made by uh, people that probably feel the same way. So I'm, I'm, I know, very squishy of me to say, but... No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a hypocritical consumer and just revel from the sidelines as DeSantis gives them a well-deserved haymaker across the face, but not completely disavowing their products. So, yeah, squishy. You're really just that excited to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, mm, I like Duel of the Fates, but that's about it. 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably, um, I, I'm not really interested in Moon Knight. It just looks, it looks weird, but it doesn't really look appealing to me. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we'll see. I, I haven't always been the biggest Star Wars fan, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just going to continue with the take it or leave it approach for them. Um, one, my, my comment, um, just a general thought, and then I'll, um, I'll turn it over to the rest of the audience is, um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny to me how for the longest time at the beginning of the early aughts, how social issues were such, were perceived as such an albatross around the neck of conservatives, the right, et cetera, which the prevailing wisdom was just basically, oh, just focus on, you know, pocketbook issues, focus on being fiscally conservative, just focus on those issues. Um, and anytime it was perceived that they talked about social or cultural issues, they were just looked at as Puritans, you know, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, this is the icky part of them that we don't like. And it's just, it has not ceased to amaze me just how much really it feels like the tables have turned. How right now, like you hear about the new Puritanism with the left, but how you hear and you are very much observing that it's them that are the ones that are overreaching on the cultural issues. And it's them that are taking on this whole Puritanism and where I think just in the same way, it's actually going to be an albatross around their neck moving forward. I mean, I think I, I read Josh Barrow's piece and it's, I think, incredibly effective. It, it, it's hilarious to me that the side of the aisle that thinks corporations are the devil and the bane of human existence are now demanding that corporations lead the fight against this. I mean, the, 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 you, can't, you can't write this moment any better. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a good point that they've decided that they, they, they've settled on, you know, thinking they can get companies to keep Supreme Court justices off. Like, I'm waiting to see who they go to to pressure impeaching Clarence Thomas. Do you stand by this, Burger King? Or, you know, like Bo Burnham had a great joke uh, in his stand-up. Uh, Joe, sorry if I lost you or if you just hung up. Apologize. Um, I love how Bo Burnham had a whole skit in his latest Netflix about this. You know, like, what what social conscience defines me as a brand, Butterfingers? <laughs> and that's exactly what they're doing. And that's that's essentially learned from control. They don't have real control over... You know, they, they still have control over mainstream, like, network media, and they have control over legacy media. But that's why the panic about, you know, allowing certain accounts to exist on Facebook or Twitter is, is a threat to them because they don't control social media. They don't control uh, what you or I can say uh, on Twitter, and they can't control what you and I can post. And that's a huge, powerful thing that they know that we have, um, which is why you see all the, you know, you see... All, all the geared focus on, you know, by Real Daily Wire has, you know, 2 million hits a day on Facebook. Real Daily Wire, I guess, uh, people let me know my podcast that I guess I called this, is I guess going to invest $100 million into children's programming. And I think that's good. I hope it doesn't suck. Um, but that's, again, a good alternative. Um, but it, it's a good point that, you know, the side that's been just demonizing corporate and, uh, corporate cronyism and, and corporate profits are now trying to turn to those people to try and pressure, you know, people like Ron DeSantis to back down on a law. And 
he's someone who's just not going to do that. And he, he I think he understands that this, this, the party of parents is extremely powerful. And it's a laser-like focused message that, again, Glenn Youngkin won on in Deep Blue Virginia. That's your blueprint right there. Glenn Youngkin said, uh, we're removing mask mandates and we're getting this shit out of schools. And that's it. And he won. And so you are seeing that. And I agree with Joe. You know, when we always say Republicans always lose, this is why we lose. This is, you know, like this. I agree that you have a Democrat party who is catering to the fringe activist base that they see on Twitter and social media and almost nobody else. Today, the Washington Post had a piece saying that uh, birthing people or along those terms are, you know, are, uh, what was it about COVID saying they were 10 times more likely to catch COVID or what is it? Here it is. Pregnant people at a much higher risk of breakthrough COVID. Study shows. Uh, well, there's two things wrong with that headline. Obviously, pregnant people is a woman, and there's no such thing as breakthrough COVID because we've learned that even with a vaccine, if you're vaccinated, you can still catch COVID. And I think, again, this, this thing with pregnant people is going to end up like Latinx, where you're going to start seeing polling, wondering why Latinos are abandoning the Republican Party, as we, or I'm sorry, the Democratic Party, as we saw from Charles Cook today in National Review, that DeSantis is plus seven with Hispanics in Florida. And I think you're going to start to see the same movement, which is the Republicans suck. I don't always agree with them, but at least they know what a fucking woman is and can define that. Uh, Ian, any thoughts on your Oscar slap? And uh, what are your thoughts on continuing to be either a parent or uh, a Disney product? Uh, well, I think the Oscar slap demonstrated why Will Smith didn't deserve to win for Ali. <laughs> I but... said that on Twitter. I said, yeah, you, you see, you can't throw a convincing punch. Yeah, uh, but the that's about the extent that I care about the Oscars thing after the influx of uh, Twitter memes that came for the first couple of days. Uh, Reuters, by the way, Reuters, efficient Reuters, an international news organization that everybody knows, fact-checked memes that people have manipulated over the over the slap. That's what they're spending. Thank goodness there isn't anything else important going on anywhere in the world, or else that might that might be a bad look. Um, but as as far as a Disney consumer, I honestly the I've been veering more away from Disney just naturally because the quality of the product seems to have been dipping in recent years, in my opinion, and so the only reason I still have ESPN is because it's the only place for me to watch hockey and the big 12 and uh on that note bob huggins is going to the hall of fame so i'm pretty thrilled about that i'm sure you don't give a shit but that's not really uh here or there uh and then i the last good animated movie that they made was coco in 2017 i'm not a big star wars person and basically they seem to have uh fallen off in terms of Marvel since the end game climax that they had done. So it just, just naturally, it seems like they, they've been veering less toward the quality seems to have been dipping and I'm not really sure what's been driving that, but I don't think it helps when you're now being pushed by your employees and the media 
to take a stand on something that is by all available data clearly an unpopular position and it, it just it, it's so why do you so why do you think they're doing it it's are they scared of a social media mob or they act do they do they think there's more power behind this these groups than what they actually have is it uh, like Bob, Bob Iger today, I guess, was talking to CNN and said he just thought it was the right thing to do. And I'm like, no, you don't you don't do that with a multimillion dollar, you know, billion dollar company going. No, I thought it's just the right thing to do. You that this is a decision that you weigh. over. Yeah, well, the, I think this is something that goes along with why the MLB and most corporations are tend to side with the ESG and the more progressive approach is because. They will catch, they will actually catch strays and results and get bad publicity and have hits on them. People will protest them from the left, but the right just doesn't do that and historically hasn't. I mean, just look at the so-called boycott of the NFL. They've had higher ratings this year than they had in quite, like, I think ever just throughout the season. And so it's just a basic calculation that there may or may not be an issue that comes from the demo from the progressive activists uh raising a stink but there is no historical evidence that the republicans or the right-leaning part of the country country even gives a shit enough to change their spending habits or affect their bottom line in the slightest or even do anything that results from legislation i mean the the most aggressively pro progressive uh companies out there are in tech the googles the twitters the facebooks and the worst thing that's happened to them after years nearly a decade of clear uh bias and agendas in favor of more progressive causes is that they've been brought in front of congress and grilled for a few hours and then they go about their business and do whatever they want anyway. Yeah, I just I was I just saw that uh, DeSantis is looking at possibly repealing of it's the fifty year old law that allows Disney to kind of self govern in Orlando. <laughs> so we'll see how that one goes. An um, epic own goal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've seen references to this. I, I haven't dug a lot into it. I didn't even know this law existed where, like, Orlando is just, like, Disney's own personal city, I guess, or something. So if, if you know, if those of you who are in Florida or whatever know anything more about that, please uh, help me out and inform the room or whatever. So, um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it, is, it is interesting that – and you know Disney has focus groups and polling – so they must look at this stuff and go, actually, this law is pretty popular, even with Democrats in our state. And again, Bob Iger is, you know, a bullshitter who says, no, I just thought this was the right thing to do. No, it's not. You don't put out statements like this without focusing them and running them through your entire board two or three times and changing them, uh, you know, three or five times and then getting the language right. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that, again, they're doubling down on this. And it's a very simple thing to just say, this is a weird hill to die on, guys, to say that we're not we're not going to allow, you know, gender, you know, gender or gender ideology or, you know, teaching this kind of stuff to, from kindergarten to third grade. And you're making one of the loudest, shrieky protests 
in in this year and in a couple of years over this. And so when you do that, it's kind of like, why, why are you doing this if you don't care about it or if it's not happening? And that's, you know, the other thing when they do the critical race theory stuff, which is, you know, it's not being taught in schools. And also it should be taught in schools and we're not and we're going to do it secretly. I mean, pick one, guys. Uh, Ian, you got. Yeah, I was actually just on the note that you added. It's it's one of those things where uh, when I first heard about the bill and read the part in question that everyone has raised a stink over, I thought it was just sort of unnecessary and a law that was being passed just for the brownie points in the public amongst the base. But the more and more, like, vociferously people are arguing and in favor of it, the more concerning it makes it. It's like, are you actually trying to sexualize children? Because it it was something where it's it's the old joke about the, uh, uh, a lot of people are asking me, questions about my i am not a participant in human trafficking that the shirt already uh, shirt that my shirt already addresses uh, it's just ra- bringing it's the the streisand effect and it's very it it seems odd that that's the approach they would take to this uh but that's the that's all i have here uh i'll hang up and let someone else great thanks ian um, that's, he touched, Ian touches on one of the most like noticeable things about this is that they pass a law that's, that effectively says it's, it's not, uh, don't say gay. It's not anything. It's like, this is not to be included in lesson plans. And then of course, nobody who's the, the loudest critics of this are people who did not read the legislation. Uh, as I've stated, I, for the most part, support this bill itself. I, I do worry about abuse that could come from this, um, down the road from other, you know, other like-minded legislation. I think that that is a door that is possibly open. The problem, as I said, I think I talked about this on one of the other call-ins was you have a progressive left who does this way. They behave this way in schools. And, you know, they talk about you have teachers on TikTok talking about, Oh no, I actually do do this. And that requires an imperfect response now for us to say, well, we're not going to let this happen anymore. This is ridiculous. And so that's how you get bills like this. We get pushed into these positions by, you know, these insane people who, you know, genuinely, not all of them, who genuinely believe that your child is is co-property with them. And so uh, just I've talked to teachers and, you know, they say that being able to talk about a personal life is, you know, a a form of, you know, bonding and stuff like that. How was your weekend? And you saw this guy on MSNBC who's like, I can't tell my class I went paddleboarding now. And that's not true. You can you can tell your class, oh, I went paddleboarding with, you know, my husband. Who's that? Oh, geez. You know, no, you just can't indoctrinate this shit into a lesson plan, basically. And this is why they're also flipping out over curriculum transparency laws. I'm I'm genuinely shocked at the pushback from them, the teachers unions and obviously the progressive left and the, and the political Democratic Party on curriculum transparency. That's this is this should just be a no brainer. And they're sitting here and they're pushing back on this stuff. This this won't allow for teachers to, you know, engage with their students in an open atmosphere. Yeah, yeah tough. <laughs> they're not your kids. And we pay for these lesson plans. We pay for this curriculum. It's a public school. Um, so, again, 
I do think that there's a little bit of a silver bullet here. I've been saying forever that school choice to me is a silver bullet for the right. Um, you should be on that every single day. And this is a form of that. This is a, this is a way of parents choosing curriculum and approving curriculum. And I guess if you want to come out against every single person in this country who has a, you know, a child outside of San Francisco and New York City and Brooklyn, have fun with that, guys. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on the Oscar slap? And uh, are you going to continue to be a consumer? or what? Uh, I'm not really a consumer uh, already. I don't have kids. I don't live in Florida. I'm looking at this from the lens of a little bit different. Um, there was a video today that I shared in your uh, comments, your Patreon, and it was Equality Florida. It was like a PSA for trans kids. And I'll be honest, it was pretty disturbing. It was young kids and their parents in the commercial. And it was, you want to be treated equally. My son or daughter is trans. And these kids were like five or six. Um, my question is, why is all of this happening? So you have some very low information people at the top, the executives, but then you have some very progressive slash low information people who are creating the noise around these issues. And how is a country and major corporations being hijacked? And I'm not I'm not diminishing the LGBTQ community, but it makes up about less than 1% of our population in the United States. And I'm just really confused of like where all this is coming from. And no one is stepping back and being like, hmm, like wh what's causing these people and these companies just to lose their fucking minds? And I think that ties into the celebrities in L and, and at the Oscars who are also losing their minds. Like the the really important rich people in these countries who are running our corporations, no one is doing a risk assessment on anything anymore when it comes to gender and gender dysphoria and all these things that are coming that are happening and then when somebody p passes a very logical bill like desantis that's supported by even democrats the crazy people like push back on it and cause this issue and the media jumps in and um i think there's a big mental health issue and there also ties into tiktok being potentially a chinese psyop being run by the chinese government which is fucking with the american population that's uh, that's more likely than you know that's more likelier than not to be the case i've i've said i don't even i don't have for someone who's in media and i pay attention to media i don't even have tiktok on my phone uh, i'm like nope i get off here sorry this is where i'm officially i guess uh stopping and that in meta it's like nope i i had my like leroy jenkins and uh world of warcraft and second life phase i'm getting off at meta you guys as, you, as you guys can go do this work. ready player one shit i'm i'm done I can um, tell you, I used to work for a Chinese company actually as of 2021. And I can tell you being in China, the people that use TikTok, because it's run by a company and owned by a company, Bit, BitDance. And when I have been with my former colleagues in China and I've seen TikTok on their phone, I don't have it. I won't put it on my phone. Um, it is a much different experience. It's educational. And I've been told that people that have kids it shuts off at like nine or 10 o'clock at night because the Chinese government doesn't want these people using a very addictive app all night. And where this ties into, don't say, I'm not saying that the, the bill that, that Santa's passes, I do believe there is a linkage between a mental health slash brain pollution through TikTok that is hitting low information voters and which is tying into this craziness about somebody is passing a very practical bill. So you should write about this on uh, on uh, on uh, uh, Spectator someday. 
Yeah, I would get I would get Taylor Lorenz saying that I was harassing her beat if I did that. Um, it, it is it is interesting. I mean, you talk about how how is it that you know this seems to be pretty sensible legislation over fifty percent of the country agrees with, and you have a media who is catering towards a very small but very vocal percentage of extreme leftist activists. And again, I th- I've said this before. I think you're right about TikTok. I also think it's about Twitter. Um, that, you know, you see someone on Twitter with, you know, t- I'll use me as an example, right? So I have like 300,000 followers on Twitter. I've, I've, always, I've always stated that with daily engagement and live accounts and, pe- you know, people who just aren't there, an episode, it's, it's nowhere near that. Uh, it's nowhere near that many people. I, I would probably gauge my actual real following based on my podcast and, you know, how many clicks I get on my pieces and on this. Um, I would, I would gauge it in the, in the low thousands. And so you get these companies who, you know, they'll get, you know, a Charlotte Clymer or whatever, who is tied to the Democratic Party, who uh, transitioned when he turned out to be kind of a creeper. Um, and had to get out from under that. And this person who, you know, they claim they have this huge backing behind them and they really don't. But I think media companies are like, we're not going to take this chance. We've seen how media companies get canceled on Twitter and we lose profits and whatever. And then we have a PR thing and, and they, and I genuinely think that that's it. They, they severely overestimate one, what Twitter is as a platform and probably, you know, a little bit probably is TikTok. Um, but when TikTok influencers are getting invited to the White House to cut, you know, weird movies and TikToks and stuff like that, it put it places an overemphasis of value on those mediums. And so that's certainly where, like I said, this administration is incredibly way too more online than the last one. You know, Trump kind of just used Twitter as a sounding board and, you know, made everyone just want to hood him like a falcon so he could get some sleep once in a while. But you have a presidential administration who genuinely thinks Twitter is the cultural heartbeat of the country. And it turns out not even 5% of the country is on Twitter. So then when you get that down, and then you only have like 3% of users generate 70% of all tweets, um, which is why they'll never ban me. Um, And so when you get down to what companies think and they look at Twitter and they see what trends on Twitter. It's like, Oh shit, this hashtag is trending. You have Disney sellout. Disney doesn't care, whatever. And I think that they panic and they don't, and they don't actually look at the data that says, no, you idiots. This is not the majority of the country here. You have a, again, a very vocal, but small group of people who are driving policy and driving it in the media. And of course, one of the problems here is ABC news is owned by Disney. They're sitting at Disney. So they're not going to obviously cover this in, in a fair way that says, wait a second here, let's go ahead and look at the bill. And, and what does this say? And I think it was Katie Pavlich who pointed out Twitter trends was, you know, shockingly got the description of the bill right when he signed it. And it was like, how did this happen? How did that get through? And so, again, that's why it feels like they're all losing their minds. And this is also, again, like with the Oscars, it's something like what? Four million, five, six, seven million people were watching the show, and it's kind of like, and everyone's still talking about it, including me. Um, and so you do have this idea of outsized influence, and I do think that that's definitely something that's worth exploring. Tommy, same question to you: Would um, do you have any thoughts on Will Smith smacking the shit out of 
Chris Rock? And are, are you going to continue to be a regular consumer with Disney if you have kids? Does this change your mind if you've had kids or anything like that? Um, help us out. I'm hoping to get some parents up here as well. Not a bunch uh, of childless nerds. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely I definitely do not have kids because I go to Arizona State. So it was this is actually the first time I've been able to participate in one of your columns because I usually have class when you do it, but I'm today afternoon class got canceled, so I'm glad I get to participate. As for the Will Smith slap, looking I didn't really think it at the time, but in hindsight, it's kind of unbelievable that he wasn't removed or arrested. I know that there's reports now that he was asked to leave, but that's like, that's be, yeah so that's being disputed now. So TMZ is reporting the Oscars are saying he was asked to leave or whatever, and now TMZ is reporting that he was not asked to leave. He just went and sat down. Um, and sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, yeah, and I, I've seen that, and I you know in in no other walk of life could you ever do something like that and at least not get kicked out of the event. And part of me wonders if. You know, if he wasn't asked to leave, did they make a calculated decision at the time that we want him to go up and give a speech just because it would be a huge ratings, you know, deal? And then as for the for Disney, I don't have Disney Plus. My sister does, so I use her account to watch Star Wars, the whatever Star Wars stuff content they come out with. And I, I have ESPN Plus that I pay for just to watch golf and hockey. But, you know, I'm... I I'm willing to boycott it to a certain extent, but like for 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 ESPN Plus, I don't know if I could boycott just because I like watching. I'm so into golf and hockey that I wouldn't want to. I'm also an Islanders fan from New Jersey that I wouldn't want to. You know, um, uh, just totally give up on that. And what's really interesting to me about how the media, um, you know, this they just completely turned in a blind eye to the how Disney is so hypocritical and what they, what they boycott and what they protest and what they come out against. And it feels like our media is really just entirely broken in that. Like every person in the media who's calling you know, talking about Disney um, uh, coming out against this law in Florida, like they all are, they all are aware of the hypocrisy and what they do in China and how they filmed Mulan, right? Where the near where the concentration camps are. And it's like, I feel like our media is so broken and so dead that they're willingly ignoring this. And I don't know how, if it can ever be, be solved or be fixed. So I'll get off to let other people talk. Thank you. Um, yeah. As far as the Will Smith thing, if you think that it was calculated for ratings, I don't necessarily think it was for ratings. I, I think you're a little bit over the target that they thought that there was a good chance that he was going to win best actor. Uh, I, I used to be someone who, would follow the Oscars religiously. I'd follow award season religiously and I'd have friends and we do an Oscar pool and every year, you know, you know, do a bet and see who wins the most categories and whatever. I lost interest. I think the year I went like 22 for 24 and then I'm like, well, I'm too good for this now. Um, I didn't, I didn't watch the show. This is the second year in a row. I don't even pay attention. I, the main reason this year, it's not political really. It's just, I don't have, I don't want to sit there for three and a half hours anymore. It's just ridiculous. They minimize, you know, a lot of things in filmmaking now. They don't even show the technical awards, um, which in some cases the technical awards are more important than the acting awards uh, if you're a film person. Um, I found the nominees to be mostly fucking generic and boring this year. I just was like, there's no there's no risks anymore with these with these films. And that's largely because this is an industry who's just now pumping out sequels and superhero films. And that's about it. 
they and then you get one month of you know you know art house style films whatever that are deep or make you think and so i just was like let's see pig didn't get nominated for anything and you know films like you know original films like red rocket which i didn't think was that great but the the script was good and simon rex was good and you know but any of the topics yeah and it's just so fucking boring to me now uh these shows and so i just was like nah what I'm saying is, is I think they made a calculated decision that Will Smith was probably going to win best actor. Uh, I don't know who else was maybe going to do that. Maybe Andrew Garfield was maybe going to be the guy to do that just because they like those characters. Um, and I think they made a calculated decision that if we remove him and he wins and no one's there to accept the trophy, it's going to look even worse and it's going to, it's going to be even bigger. It's going to be blown out of proportion even more when, as Jim Carrey said, that's exactly what should have happened. They should have removed him from that auditorium. And if he wins best actor, you just have, you know, one of the stage girls hold up the trophy and walk off. And th and that's the price you pay. If you're Will Smith, that you don't get to accept that award. We'll give it to you later. We'll ship it to you. Um, but you don't get to accept that award and you don't get to thank the casts and crew that, you know, basically he made that entire night about him. And that's why I kind of said that the Oscars are going to keep doing this. However, I'm not saying they're going to keep doing slaps or anything like that, but you're going to see this turn into the VMAs. They're going to, the Oscars are going to go and calculate and they're going to say, how can we generate viral moments? And um, I made the speculation that next year, the, the, this, what will happen is they will have Chris Rock and Will Smith co-host. And that will be, that's how they're going to cash in on this. And I was joking, I think in Sunny Bunch's feed last night where, you know, it'll open and, They'll walk out together. It'll be a standing ovation, whatever. And then Will Smith will just look at Chris Rock and go, okay. And Rock will hit him back. And the whole room will, you know, again, standing ovation and say, now we're even and now we can get on with the show. And that's how I think that's getting pretty specific, but that's kind of how I think that how they're going to do this. So it wasn't about ratings, I don't think, but it was a calculated decision that if he wins, he can go up there and he can apologize and he can make it, he can turn it into a good moment. And it turns out he didn't even do that. Um, but that's, that's again, the reason I just tuned them out and I started getting text messages like, what are you, are you watching this? I'm like, no. And I turned it on. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is what we're talking about for the next week. And here we are. Joseph, how are you? Uh, tell, tell me your thoughts on Disney as a consumer. Is this, is Disney kind of coming out, uh, against, you know, Disney's taken aside now and that's against the you know the cultural right and the political right and whatever like that is that going to sway you as a consumer of products or with kids or uh no since i'm mostly um ambivalent to most cultural issues aside from just spouting out a few snarky tweets on twitter um i have no i have no kids so i'm another childless nerd in the bunch so I don't know if I don't know if that perspective will change if I ever have a kid and this shit somehow gets worse. But as of right now, I don't really use Disney Plus that much. It's just there in case if I want to look at something, you know, for nostalgic purposes. Because I'm kind of burned out on Marvel. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, and the only reason I got Disney Plus in the first place was just to watch the the Get Back documentary that they released. So you got Disney Plus. You watched that? Did you cancel? I was, but I ended up forgetting it because I was like, well, I got it for a month and I'll probably keep it for a few Christmas to watch a few Christmas stuff they have on there. I only watched like two things and that was it. So I just left it there, which it doesn't eat up a huge chunk of my 
chunk of my pocket anyway. But it's kind of like something I'll use like just here or there. So it's just like to me, just another option to keep myself like occupied or just to like watch something in the background for background noise. Okay. I also think that that's something that they count on. They know they can keep subscriptions low to where people are like, meh, I'll just, you know, whatever. And like, I, we've had a couple of guys say hockey. Um, I do, I do not subscribe to Disney plus anymore. I did. And I watched the Mandalorian and then I'm like, okay, that was cool. And probably I'm, I don't really have any more interest in continuing it. Um, I personally do subscribe to ESPN plus that will probably change when hockey season is over. Um, so I'm not I'm not up here like standing like I'm the moral better here like uh, we're all fucking hypocrites with this stuff. Yeah, um, that, um, yeah, that's me as well. And I think for more, I think for more or less the reason for me to keep it there is because like I, in my in my sense, I'm a elder Gen Z kid. So well, I, elder elder Gen Z adult. So there's a lot of like older like you know Disney Channel cartoons and uh, cartoons and shows they have on there that I I will watch for like nostalgia purposes so I guess like they're counting on that as well and I guess like they count on that demographic as well to like you know support them because like there is a certain part of that demographic that is like very like LGBTQ+ and has like a billion different like genders or kind of like classifications I guess yeah uh do you have anything else Joseph uh, I have no, I have nothing original on the Oscar slap else other than the fact that it was the funniest thing that I've seen in a long time, and the memes about and the memes from it have been great. Yeah, th- that's how I thought as soon as I saw it. I'm like, oh fuck, this is this is gonna be everywhere. And I think I saw memes like, uh, like two minutes after it happened, they were popping up, and you know. You know, here's I saw one with the Biden administration, like gas prices in the Biden administration or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I still I still cannot believe like Reuters did an actual fact check on altered images. Someone did one of Elden Ring that <laughs> said uh, you have been invaded by uh, Will Smith, bloody Will Smith hand. And it did the little bar. And, and I just was I sent that to Neon Taster and I was just laughing and. You know, then you have a media complex just come out and go, stop sharing these. These are these are manipulated images. And this is, again, just part of this, how these people just don't they don't understand what the Internet is and they don't understand what social media is and they don't understand what social media culture is. So, Joseph, thanks. It's good to hear from you. It's good to see your face. Uh, Chris, same question. And uh, like I said, we'll probably go for about another 30 minutes or so. Yep, I got you, Chris. So if you're a parent, do you, do you plan on altering any consumer habits or watching habits with kids or anything like that? And any fun thoughts you might have on Will Smith? I am a parent, and uh, I did get rid of uh, Disney Plus this week, and you were a benefactory of that. Blame so, me um, for your kid being pissed off at you now. No, 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 no. You you, 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 you earned a I, – I, I, uh, I, I, took some of my Disney plus money and gave it to you for the, uh, it's Chris and Van BC. So, and, uh, with, with, um, what's funny with my kids is they really don't watch Disney plus. They're not really Disney people or, or girls They're, I mean, if I took away YouTube and box opening and, um, and Minecraft videos, then they would kill me, but they don't really, they watch Disney plus maybe twice a month. So I just went in with, uh, I had a friend who owed me money. I went, I told him, I'll take your Disney plus password. And, uh, and then we're, we're even, and he took it. 
So <laughs> you probably don't want to pay me as much as Disney Plus. I I don't have songs. I don't have like original content. I think I said like this, content like so last I, week or two. I I think I said last week or two weeks ago. Uh, I found it funny. Like when I did have it, I went back and I watched some of like the old Davy Crockett movies and stuff, and which are just funny to me because this is like what your parents, my parents grew up on and stuff. So I've, you know, there's kind of this Wes Anderson-y sound niche to them, and. I think it's amazing that Disney has to put a content warning be- like before every single one of their films and well, is how they're a woke corporation. And it's, by the way, here's how racist our shit is that you're about to watch. <laughs> they did it for well, Aladdin. They did it for like the little, for a little mermaid. Like I was going through every film. I'm like, okay, which one isn't going to have a warning here? They had it for the lion King. And I'm just kind of like, this is incredible. They're like, just sit here going, this is how racist our product has always been. Well, that you're about to enjoy, um, and I just I can't believe that. One of the other things is uh, they said they're going to remove all gendered language from their theme parks, like boys, girls, whatever. And I'm thinking, how are you going to still have like Snow White in costume? Like the, you've made you've made billions of dollars off princes and princesses, and now you're just going to not call them that anymore. Like I don't. Well, the- the whole thing with my two daughters is the princesses. I mean, that's the only thing that they kind of, or that my oldest daughter even liked when she did look at Di- at Disney. I think like the only show I've never watched uh, uh, a Marvel movie in my life. I I uh, I'm off Star Wars, so like one of the only shows I was thinking of watching was How I Met Your Dad or How I Met Your Father, and it looked completely different from the How I Met Your Mother. So I was like, ah, I think I'm out. So. Um, um, so how, how old are your kids? If you don't mind me asking, I don't know if you, uh, they are 11 and six Disney age. Um, and they're totally Disney. Age. And you just and say, it is and you just said they're kind of like meh to, to any of that. You just found other things for them. Uh, if I put Disney plus on for my six year old, she's, she, she's like, get this off now. Put on YouTube. I want to watch you. YouTube is. For every one hour I my kids watch of Disney Plus, they probably watch fifty hours of YouTube. And are you are you restricted with them on YouTube, or do you just kind of like, you know, put in you ha- you have a roster of shows that you put in? Uh, yes and no. They they kind of know what they like, and I like. Well, I'll sit in the room for like a couple of the. So I would say we're technically restrictive, but we're. We kind of once we watch, you can see where the 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 person goes, and we go with them. Okay, interesting. I'm not grading you as a parent. I'm just I'm interested again to hear from people who are like, you know, what this is this is where we get off. I guess Nickelodeon today also. Uh, I was reading Washington Examiner here says that Nickelodeon featured they they did some promo or video on their Twitter feed, you know, featuring what look to be, I don't know, eight to 10 year olds who are, who are claiming to be trans and transitioning and things like that. And it's interesting to me that, um, sorry, Chris, do you have anything else to, to add? No, any, I, real I, I got to go anyway. And, uh, I'll talk. Uh, thanks for, uh, the vine. Cheers, man. Thanks for the su- subscription. I'll try not to let you down. Um, you never, <laughs> uh, I just saw this thing with Nickelodeon that featured, you know, underage, trans youth and 
I'm one of the people that you just saw recently on Twitter where you had people like Mark Joseph Stern, Dave Weigel, um, Andrew Kaczynski kind of misrepresent a tweet that I had sent. I guess there was a gay couple who was participating in a surrogate. <clears throat> and I just simply asked, why, why aren't one of them having the baby? And this was taken to be anti-gay, anti homophobic, anti-trans, whatever. And anyone with a brain between their two heads and those guys, Weigel and Kaczynski and Mark Joseph Stern have two brain cells between them and they're both fighting to see which one comes out on top. Uh, noted I wasn't making a comment on uh, this couple who, who chose to go surrogate. I was making fun of these, this ideological shift in gendered language where, you know, we saw with Katenji Brown Jackson, which is, no, we can't define a woman. And today we had birthing person from the Washington Post and this, and we've already talked about this, obviously, where I don't think the cultural right has a lot of power here. Um, where I come down personally, I don't care about gay couples adopting. I think they should be able to. Uh, I don't care about gay marriage. They should be able to marry. Who cares? Um, I don't care about surrogacy. It's if it's a private transaction and it's her body, her choice. Uh, I, I, I literally don't care about any of that. I do care about the changing definitions of what you know, a biological male is by our media to placate this ideology and this narrative of, you know, well, I feel like a woman. Well, that's great. That's great that you feel that way, but you're not one. And we're not going to change Webster's dictionary or our entire media structure to make you feel better. And that's exactly what this is all about. Um, it, we saw the Babylon Bee get suspended, I think, definitely off of Twitter for, you know, saying Rachel Levine or whatever is. Uh, man of the year or or whatever and so they're trying to paint this all as it's some new culture war against the gays no I, I don't think that there's a single republican including desantis who is out here calling to repeal gay marriage i don't i just i think that that fight is over and it was really interesting when that fight was over decided i think it's scotus i didn't see a huge outrage from the right you get some you get some once in a whiles that are out they're pushing this, but it's no major policy position at all. I think the prevailing uh, attitude is on the right is, yes, if you're if you're a gay couple, go be married, go be happy, do whatever that, but leave my kid out of it. <laughs> and it's similar to the critical race theory stuff. It's like, stop telling my eight-year-old that they're, you know, a, a white supremacist. Like, what are you people doing? And so... That that is the pushback to this. They're trying to say that this is a new way to put people back in the closet, and I just I have to laugh and say if you if you read any conservatives of of note, or if you see you'll see that nobody is even talking about this, and they think that some shady scheme to get rid of this. No, we just want teachers teaching kids to read and write, and that's about it. And arithmetic. Stephen, you're up. Um, give me your thoughts on if you're a parent, is that going to change your consuming habits with Disney? Or are you kind of just going to be like, here's Frozen, please leave me alone for an hour? And uh, any thoughts on Will Smith smacking? Uh... Uh, no, I'm not a parent. Uh, just out of school. Um, the Oscars. Uh, I won't. I don't think it was fake. A lot of people think that like it was fake, but uh, they like they cut off the audio. Um, you know, you can see him like flinch. People are like, oh, he knew he had his like hands fisted up and stuff. But I mean, I think if someone comes up in your face and like they, you know, they get to hit you, you're gonna flinch. Um, Disney, uh, I love this current fight going on. Uh, I love how Rufo. <laughs> I love how Rufo literally said like we're gonna wage a war on them. Um, 
uh, I don't know how you really stop them, though. Like, you know, you, you look at what they own. They own everything. They own ESPN, ABC, like all the Fox sports. So, I mean, I don't really know how you stop them. Uh, I don't have Disney+. Plus. Um, I do have ESPN+, Plus from a friend. But, and I'm not going to stop using that because I love watching all the NHL games. It's awesome. You can see, like, ten games a night. Um, but, no, I don't, I don't know how you really stop that. Um, it is, I don't think, I don't think the goal is to stop Disney is, I think that that's, I think that's a mistake because you're right. You're not going to there. I've said Disney's probably the most powerful corporation on the planet. And I don't think it's particularly close. Like I said, they have, you know, hands and money and everything. And they're also just one of the more ruthless. I shared a story on Twitter from, I think it was 1996 where a, a, a few daycare centers in Florida had put up, like had painted goofy and mini and whatever on the walls you know for the kids and disney fucking sued them like get these images off of our daycare center walls and that to me is more indication about how they feel about kids in general than they you know than this legislation and and saying we just we want to be accepting of all children and it's like huh you went after like private daycare centers because they you know they you know idolized goofy on your wall and it's a, it's a real story. You can look it up. And that was like the first indication. I'm like, this is not a good company. Like, this is not a good, wholesome, we're here to produce entertainment for your family and, and whatever. And then obviously the other one that everyone knows about is uh, the, the, subconscious, the, the subliminal messages that supposedly were in like Aladdin and the Lion King and stuff like that. I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember that news cycle from the late nineties where uh, there were supposedly vocal cues. And uh, when Simba falls down in the dust, it's like the, the word sex comes up in the, in the flowers that dust up or whatever. Um, so I don't think the goal is to stop them. And, and I, you know, if just here, if you listen, um, we've had one person say that they're, they think they're going to be done changing habits. Everyone else is like, fuck, I just like hockey. I just want to watch hockey, the host included. Um, it's the only thing I watch on ESPN plus too. Like I don't watch, I don't turn on ESPN live. I turned on ESPN live once and God, what were they talking about? Oh, it was, they, they were talking about like the, the women's or the moment of silence for women's basketball over HB. And I just was like, well, there's, there's the three seconds of ESPN I'm going to watch this year. So I'll, I'll watch ESPN like in the mornings occasionally. Um, I mean, I hate whenever they get political and they get really stupid sometimes and stuff, but like, you know, I just want to go see highlights before I get ready and stuff. Um, but I, I didn't necessarily mean like stop them, but like, I just meant, I don't know how. I mean, I know that there's, like, a way that you can, like, make them feel, I mean, like, obviously you can stop consuming their products, but, like, just in general, I don't think it would really make too big of an effect, I guess. Um, I think think you make it known to them that getting into these political, politically charged fights at the behest of liberal activists is going to be a long-term headache for you that you can choose not to have. Now... I know, you know, like what Chris Rufo does, and I've said this, this he's, he's very much uh, vocal about his goals. And he says, no, we're going to wage a cultural war on you. He said this about critical race here. We are going to turn this around and we're going to use this against you. And that's something the political right hasn't seen in a, in a while. Maybe Andrew Breitbart was sort of like that, but even Breitbart wasn't as much of an activist. Um, 
And that is also something that I, I don't think our media has had to contend with in a while, is someone who is like that, who's like, these are my stated goals. Yes, we are going to wage a cultural war on you. And as you saw, that's, you know, he dropped these videos where they're talking, you know, the, God, what's her name? She was the head of like product. And she's saying, you know, I have a trans child and a pansexual child. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that there's 50% of gay characters and every, everything we do by 2023. And um, I'm okay. That's what your content's going to be. I don't, you know, okay. That's the direction of your company. Have at it. Uh, I think I saw someone on Twitter say, that's a lot of people to shrink on the poster in China. And to me, that's, again, the hypocrisy. That's, to me, where the fight is. The fight isn't necessarily what Disney is going to do with their content-wise. The fight is the hypocrisy, the moral hypocrisy, like we saw with Major League Baseball, which is you're moving the game out of Georgia into a state that has similar voting restrictions, or not even restrictions, but just voting standards and laws. And you, they, again, did this at the behest of our media mainly, and then Democrats too. And then when it happened, Stacey Abrams was like, what, what have I done? So I think you have to make it known. And I think Rufo is very good at this is making it known that this is a headache. You're not going to want that. We can damage your brand just as much as you think that you can make it good. Side. Uh, uh, anything uh, else? Steve? Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned that I couldn't remember earlier, but um, it's, it's so weird how they like cave to such a small Twitter mob. Like, like you said uh, a lot, like the majority of the country is not on Twitter and like, it's a, it's a very small, but like they're vocal, but I just like, I don't understand how Disney like feels the pressure to cave. Like, I don't think it would make that much of an effect if they just didn't put their foot into the arena. And that's my favorite thing about them. Like getting this, uh, pushback from the right right now is, you know, you put your foot into the ring and now you're getting hit. Um, I just think it's funny, but I don't, I don't understand how, uh, or maybe I just don't see how it would make that big of a difference if they just didn't. Uh, Michael Jordan famously said, Republicans buy shoes too. And I guess, you know, we'll either go back to that where companies decide it's just not worth it, uh, or we won't. I I look at it and I say, it's like with, with pride month or pride week where all the corporations change their logos to rainbows and stuff. And I, I laugh at this stuff. And it's like with Disney, as I said, you know, really, really show us you care. And Stephen, I'm going to go ahead and move on to Matt. Thank you. Um, Real uh, quick, can I say one thing? Um, There's a really good Vanity Fair article about uh, EcoHealth Alliance and Fauci and stuff. Uh, I didn't get to read the whole thing yet, but definitely check it out before you get to tonight. It's probably very Yeah, it's, it's, I have the tab like pinned right now as we see it. And I've had people send it to me all day. So, but yeah, I do have it pinned and I do know. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Go, Matt. Stephen, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I, I totally lost my train of thought there as, as I was going to move on. But um, yeah, sorry, Matt. We'll just move on. Matt, uh, do you have kids? Are you looking at changing um, consuming habits with Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, any of that junk? Um, and what are your thoughts on Chris Rock? Hi, Stephen. Uh, no, I, I don't have kids. Um, not too far out of school. So uh not not there in my life yet, but uh, as far as Disney Plus goes, I I canceled that a while ago. Probably more when you know more of the Uyghur concentration camp stuff was coming out, and uh, they were still using or Disney was still uh, filming in Xinjiang for Mulan and stuff like that. I just can 
Yeah, I was frustrated with that. Um, for those for those who don't under, who don't know what Matt's referencing, it came out that Disney filmed Milan like a few miles from the Uyghur concentration camps in Xinjiang. Like they they went of all the places they could go in the world to film, and I know they wanted it to be authentic. They went like to the same province of China that has literal worker slave. Yeah, so. I've been off Disney for a while. Um, big Star Wars fan, not a big Marvel fan or anything else that they really do. So uh, I haven't really been paying attention to what they've been putting out with Star Wars. The Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff looked interesting, but it, I, I also agree with a lot of people that the quality hasn't been there on a lot of the content. And so the desire for me to go watch anything from them has been uh, minimal. I will say I do like watching hockey and, I haven't bought ESPN Plus pretty much for the same reason. And so that's something that I've been missing. Um, but it's not like it's fun to watch hockey. I'm from Jersey and I'm a Devils fan. So it but, just kind of hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, well, we do. I think NBC still has the rights to playoffs. Uh, so that when you won't need ESPN, you can just watch playoff hockey on NBC, which is another corporation that actively goes out of its way to tell. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> it's not it's not fun trying to watch the NHL anymore. Um but uh as far as the slap, I really don't have much of an opinion other than everyone in that room is um just the amount like you said, the amount of money that's in that room and the egos, they have no idea what real life is really like, I think most of them. And so you know, being able to go walk up and slap somebody, I'm pretty sure that they feel like they can do that in their everyday life and not get punished for it. So it's not a surprise to see that happen when they're on TV. No one walked up and ever slapped Harvey Weinstein. So uh, food for thought on that. Any Anything else? Any any other? Uh, no, that was pretty much it. Um, but I, I agree with that Harvey Weinstein point. What, yeah, what, they, they don't care. What do you think about the, the the devil's new alternate, the black alternate that just says Jersey on it? <laughs> it's like a literal – I think it says – does it say New Jersey? I think it just says Jersey. No, no, no. On... It, it, just, it just says Jersey on it. I've seen a lot of people <laughs> uh, go out and buy, like, pants or hats. The hat just says hat in that same font and same color scheme. <laughs> Um, I like so, I like I like the design. I like the like the the Chicago Blackhawk style throwback design. But I was wondering. I haven't talked to any Devils fans about that one. And I just I noticed it's like it just says Jersey on the front, <laughs> right? And you know I don't I don't hate the the design and the look of the jersey. The, I will say that the just Jersey written on the front is a little bit off putting. Uh, I think they could have done a cooler design other than just just the word, but. Overall, I think the design of the jersey looks nice. I like the black, white, and red. Um, although I do wish I, I missed the the red and green. I like that. Uh, I wish they'd incorporated that a little bit in there too. Um, you know, or even gone back to doing something with the Colorado Rockies before they went to Jersey. I thought that would have been a cool, uh, interesting little sort of like the re- the reverse retro. That's blasphemy, yeah. by the way. Um, we, we don't we don't talk about that move in my parts. So, Matt, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm gonna go on to thank Prison you. Mitch. So, Prison Mitch, one of our uh, resident meme makers. 
Um, I know Prison Mitch had thoughts on the slap, as we all saw. Uh, is also Mitch. I don't know if you have kids or whatever. Um, if you do, if you do, get off the computer and stop making memes and pay attention to them. But let me know if you do. If if you plan on changing uh, viewing habits or whatever, we're going to go until about five fifteen. So if I don't get you in before then, I apologize. Um, I may do another one of these Monday. So just line up first or whatever. Um, before I get to bitch, real fast. He, he noted in comments, Orange County, Florida is its own city within Orlando. That's the one that Disney owns. Liberty Penguin has a comment. I don't know how much of this is true. So <laughs> fake news warning. Business Movers podcast has a great explanation of the law and how Walt Disney had former CIA agents working for him to acquire the land because he knew the landowners would jack up the price if they knew that he was the buyer. He also negotiated with the state legislature that he was able to have his own police department. Disney makes a huge chunk of money as landlords because they own so much property in Osceola and Orange County. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the next step. And like I said, DeSantis already threatened to repeal that is uh, pretty hilarious to me. Like uh, he just he, again, he just kind of knows where to hit. So, Mitch. Give me, give me thoughts on your on the slap and tell me uh, about uh, consuming Disney products. On the slap, it was great for memers for a hot minute. And then I was just like, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds, because that's all I saw for two days straight was that slap meme. So I got tired of that real quick. Did you did you have anybody sending it to you? Can you do this? Can you can you do the can you do the, 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 the head? Can you do like DeSantis's head? Several. Yes. Yeah. Uh, several several ideas from from a lot of people and 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 I, I'm in a group too that's it's, it's private chat and it's it was a solid two days of just that and I was just like oh I'm so sick of this I'm just going to turn Twitter off for a bit or do something you have like different. a secret <laughs> meme group we do it's a secret cabal <laughs> of memers it's a pentagon <laughs> uh, as far as Disney product goes so I live in Orlando so that's a kind of a lifestyle thing here where you just that's what you do on the weekends. You go to Disney World, take the kids, kind of entertain them for a couple of hours and, and take off. Uh, we we did make our first downgrade. That was today, but that wasn't anything related to, I'd say, this whole thing that's going on. It was more along the lines of what people have mentioned, the quality of things going down. I think Disney's recognized that they can reduce the quality of things during the pandemic. And they just kind of kept with that model and people would pay the same price to go get less things so uh, people i think in general like people that live here just kind of used to that you know the old disney and things were nice and the food was good and and you could do things and they had attractions you know open all the time and they realized quickly that you know they, they could reduce that and the product declined but the revenue stayed up so i i think that's kind of what drove our decision to kind of drop our annual passes down um but I do feel pigeonholed as far as, you know, with Disney Plus, I've got a six-year-old and, you know, he watches that stuff. And, and I'm not going to drop that because I'm kind of a Star Wars nerd, Marvel nerd. Um, but uh, I will say I will monitor what he watches now. I, I know just a few days ago, I tried to turn on a new movie that they put like directly to on demand called Turning Red. Had no idea. I thought it was about a penguin or a panda. Yeah, I, I haven't heard about. <laughs> I've I've heard like on the outskirts of this. I haven't heard, but tell people. Yeah, so uh, it's about a girl who turns into a panda, turns into a red panda. I I assumed that that was what it was about, and all of a sudden I heard my wife yelling, "No, no, 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 no! Turn that off!" It's about a girl going through puberty and getting her period. 
and it's called Turning Red. Turning Red, yes. <laughs> so he's not going to be watching that movie. He's not ready yeah, for that talk. I'm not yeah, ready for that is, talk. This is, yeah, this is what I meant when I said they, they're really good at, like, allegory and dancing around this stuff. Like, Inside Out was about, you know, a young girl handling depression basically, or she couldn't adjust to like her new community or they moved or I don't, I saw it once and I don't really remember it. Um, what was the character like boing boing or something? I'm like, I hope this fucking thing dies and they never see it again. And I think that's exactly what happens. Um, and then they of course have soul, which is, you know, about, you know, obviously it's the music, but it's about, you know, the, the, the projection of the human soul. And so they, they're good at that. I'm saying, I, I don't want that anymore. I want you to just go full again. Don't, don't do like the, the turning red shit. I want you to act, make the movie about like a teacher helping transition a young child and do it. Pixar, you know, get Billie Eilish or someone to get to, to write the songs or whatever. And, um, get, get some famous voices, pour $130 million and however long it takes to produce these films. That's months and go and do it. And of course we know, everyone knows why, but sorry, sorry to go, but yeah, yeah no, people no. Are, some people, some people just want to watch the world burn. Right. Um, yes. I, I'd love to see that too. Um, I, I think again, it's just more of now. I just kind of monitor what he's watching. You know, obviously the new Buzz Lightyear, the talk is they slat, slipped in, you know, the gay kiss between the toys or something of the new one that's coming out. So again, it's just more monitoring, um, the the product that, that he's watching um as far as the the orlando the so orange county and uh, disney and etc they, they've actually got inside orange county there's a district called the ready read improvement district and that's the kind of the self-governing 36 or 7 mile area of disney where they kind of pay their own taxes to themselves and they they've got their own fire department police department ems everything and they manage their own municipality they're they're their utilities, water, electricity, That's et cetera. Crazy. So, yeah. So, so what is, so what is the, where you are? What is the media and what is the news like? But it uh, is very, I mean, online, online, local Florida media seems pretty anti-DeSantis to me. There's, a, there's yes. a few of them. So what is, what is the coverage down there? Like, what is the media like since Disney? Every day I, there's a story about don't say gay. It drives me nuts. And, and I think there was a hot minute where they flashed the story about the whole pedophile ring they busted out and uh, with the four employees at you know some of the Disney resorts. And that, that was all you heard of that. And then it's just been nonstop. And I will say the funniest thing I did see during this whole thing was the day they did the boycotts, the walkout at Disney. Um, they went and kind of interviewed to, you know, the, at the entrance to Disney world. Um, and it was one employee that was there during the boycott and that walked out and they had to kind of preface at the end of the story that he didn't actually walk out. It was his day off. So <laughs> I was just cracking up because you saw the ones that walked out and they were all in California at the, the corporate headquarters and whatnot, but there was, wasn't anyone at the actual park walking out, just random dude on his day off amazing amazing so um that's all i got yeah well keep us keep, keep going with your secret you know meme club i know you're probably not supposed to talk about it but <laughs> uh keep up the work prison man all right uh i'm gonna do i'm gonna go ahead and get to jen and then oliver and um i'm gonna wrap up there um i have two french bulldogs staring at me about why they haven't been fed yet <sighs> go away um, Jen, uh, if you have kids, tell me as, as someone who would, I assume would be a mother, <laughs> I'm not a biologist, 
um, <laughs> if you plan on like altering content, consuming of Disney or anything like that, and then any thoughts you might have on the Oscar slap. And then we'll wrap up with Oliver and then Robert, David, and a few others. I do apologize. Um, we'll, I'll take you guys next issue. So, Jen, the floor is yours. Tell me about uh, what you think about Disney's new uh, fun new direction. Um. I have two kids, so I have a two and a half year old and a almost one year old. And um, my daughter loves Disney Plus. She loves all the princess movies. But I think probably just say princess. <laughs> We're not doing that yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know. So I think probably what like with the Disney Plus, I I agree with you. I, I don't really care if they make a movie all about transgendered kids or gay kids or gay whatever they want to do um I just don't really like you know when they try to like sneak it in just if you're going to if you want to support the lgbtq community just make the movie exactly what you said if we don't want to watch it we won't watch it um but I think probably where I would start moderating content is if more of their shows kind of were like all like turning red or um but I I think if they start getting rid of like in the parks all the characters that I grew up loving, then I just don't think we'd go to Disneyland or Disney World, which would be sad. But, you know, if it's not the same or much worse than when I went when I was a kid, then I don't really want to bring my kids anyway. But times change, times change, bigot. You got to get on board with this train. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, this and I said this interview, and you brought it up. Like you specifically brought up, you have a daughter who's into the princess stuff, um, and this is again where I find it so weird that where you do hear about they're they're getting rid of gendered language and stuff like this, and I'm kind of like your whole company's brand is based on prince and princesses, and of course, Sleeping Beauty is rape culture. We all know that now, so that one has, <laughs> that one has a warning. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to ask you like. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. So um, if that's, if, if, like you say, you wouldn't go to the park, but if they change all, like you said, like maybe they don't do Snow White anymore. Maybe they don't do, and you say that that's going to basically change your attitude towards visiting the park or whatever like that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this out as, you know, a, a lowly adult male who doesn't have a young daughter, but do you, when you say like they're into the princesses and stuff like that, how big of a culture do you think that is for Disney? And do you think that that's something they're going to just be able to kind of erase? And we all know, we all know kind of like the feminist left hates the portrayal of princess culture in Disney. And, you know, cause it's always the, it's always supposedly the girl needs to be rescued, except I would argue that's not the case with a lot of that stuff. But how, how, how much do you think that would affect like your kids and, and, and you, if you, if you just were like, nope, we're getting rid of, we're getting rid of Disney princess culture all like, I think what people don't realize is, like, when you have a kid, they just like what they like. We've tried to show my daughter, you know, my husband has tried to show her all kinds of things. We were both pretty nerdy growing up, and we're, like, obsessed with Pokemon. She doesn't like Pokemon. Like, <laughs> she just likes did, did you try showing her RoboCop? <laughs> no, but, you know, she. we've given her all kinds of toys, and she just likes princess stuff. It's just what she likes. We didn't try to force it on her. And I think a lot of people, I even have friends who are very, you know, way super progressive and would never even dress their daughter in pink. 
and their daughters are just obsessed with sparkly dresses. Like what? So if I, if I, so they just like what they like. Yeah. I, so I think like, so what do you, so what do you think when you see, because you're, you're saying something that a lot of parents that we saw in some of these promos today of trans kids say, well, he just, they, they like dressing like a boy and you know, like whatever. How do you, when you see like these promos, like we saw Equity for Florida or something, and it's, and one one of these guys just recently brought it up about you see a parent sitting there with like a seven year old who is a girl now or portraying a girl, I would hope or I would at least assume they haven't gone under any gender reassignment at age seven or eight. So when you see that, do you do you just say that's their family, and as long as that as long as this young trans youth is loved, then who cares? Or do you look at this and you kind of go, this isn't right what these parents are kind of, it feels like these parents are acting out and putting that on their child when we when we know a five and six-year-old probably can't make these decisions on their own. I mean, if I was told I was Batman every day for, you know, if for when I'm nine or ten, then that doesn't mean I'm Batman. So you kind of get what I'm saying when you see yeah, that. Yeah, no, for sure. When well, you, I think, you, like, I think for, for me, I would just say, like, if my daughter liked Batman, I wouldn't automatically assume that she must want to be a boy. So I find it like a little disturbing because kids are just kids. They don't even really have a concept of what a girl and a boy really is. They just think a boy. Well, none of them are biologists either. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I mean, if I think it's just like, to me, I would never pressure my kid to do anything and I certainly wouldn't be telling them they're the opposite sex because they like things that are you know stereotypically of the other sex or they even if they said they're a boy I'd be like okay great today you're a boy I wonder what will happen tomorrow like <laughs> you know <laughs> tomorrow I'm a pumpkin yeah <laughs> so I guess like, we'll start we'll start you know, sending you to the tins yeah yeah like it I just don't understand how people could take that seriously. Now, my mom told me, like, uh, when I was little, one of our neighbors, their daughter, who was the same age as me, was just, like, she was convinced she was a boy. Beauty and the Beast was really big when I was three or four, five, and she wanted to wear Gaston's outfit. (laughs) She refused it, and she was young. Like, she had strong preferences at a young age. And the pediatrician just told the mom not to worry about it because the mom went to the pediatrician and was like, I'm worried about her. And he said, just don't think about it. She's just a kid. Like, it's not a big deal. Interesting. And yeah. And that was, you know, 1993. So I don't know whatever happened to her. I don't know if she's trans now. If you wanted to be, if you wanted to be Gaston, it doesn't mean you want to be a boy. It just means you want to be an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, or, you know, uh, and she just, she just, uh, so I don't know. But to me, I think that kind of stuff is like, I think it is the parents projecting a bit. And it, and like, even in the the only one case that I know of personally, where it was like very clear from a very, very young age, the doctor back then was just said, she's just a kid, let her wear what she wants. Like, this isn't something to worry about. Like, just she's only three you know what I mean so so they didn't recommend like puberty blockers and no (laughs) no not at all and um you know I think I for me like 
with Disney, I, I, I totally agree with what you said. I think what I find the most offensive is when they try to like insinuate things or suggest things or it feels like more like they're trying to induct going along with this indoctrination idea in their content instead of just like making a movie about a gay princess or a trans kid just do it then so yeah i think i think it's a sneaky way of like putting it on you to explain it's like why is the man kissing the man and you're like oh fuck like yeah (laughs) exactly like as opposed to like being the one to take responsibility uh to do it and i also i mean it's not even so much that i'm against them sneaking it in like i'm kind of like who cares um i it's it's when it's when it feels so forced to the story that you actually see the tokenism and the and like you know it's only done for diversity a good yeah. example a good example of this and i don't know if you see so the first spider-man the first tom holland spider-man homecoming whatever tom holland is uh you know he's in the cafeteria and he sees the girl that he likes and she's a tall like african-american girl whatever and you're like okay like who cares and then zendaya is yeah. in there as well and she's the tomboy and then she's like would you want to come to my house for dinner and he's like, okay, sure. And so he goes to the house for dinner, and I think the mother opens the door, and it's a black woman. And you're like, okay. And then he goes into the house, and the dad is Michael Keaton, who's the villain. <laughs> and I'm, and obviously he's not black. And I just started laughing, uncontrollably laughing in the theater when I saw this because it was like. What do you, I mean, come on, like you're using, it's like you're using race to like, you know, throw a cool hook into your story. I'm just like, I just was like, I was out of the film at that point. And it's, it is like, it's not, I'm not into these movies. Tom Holland to me just looks like a 13 year old. I don't buy him as Spider-Man, but it's when you see this stuff, you see like the forced diversity casting. It actually to me is worse. And that's what I mean. Like stop, yeah, I... stop treating the LGBT community like a token. Like we're going to, we're going to put you into the, into the thing. And there, there was also a great thing about, I think red letter media said about the new star Wars trilogy where Ray and Finn were clearly supposed to be the love interest. Like it was completely set up that way. So Disney's like, we're going to cast the black Stormtrooper, and they, and the media tried to make a case out of this. And I wrote about this at the wilderness to where nobody cared. Like nobody cared that this, yeah. you know, John Boyega was cast as the black Stormtrooper. Nobody gave a shit. And then yeah, that's, you had the you exactly. had these two characters that were clearly meant to be romantic with each other, and that's the other thing Disney removed from Star Wars. It removed any romanticism, even though the, one of the thrusts of the original trilogy is the relationship between Han Solo and Princess Leia. Like, there's not even a kiss in these movies. I, I think the I think the Rose girl like tries to kiss Ben or something. But so these these two are clearly meant to be a couple. They were they were meant to progress the story, and then Disney's like, we can't have interracial. No, we can't do that. And that's what I mean about, like, stop treating these communities as tokens. Like, stop putting LGBT characters in the background. Like, give them their film. You know, make a trans person your lead and just see where this goes. And, of course, if it, bomb, if it bombs here in the States, it's because we're all bigots. But they also know they won't do it because it, it won't play in China. So, Jen, sorry to kind of talk over you. Yeah, no worries. No, I was, I was just going to say that... Um... Should we should we just put should we just put her on and ask her if she feels like a boy? She she just said uh, while we were on the call, I want to watch Snow White. Uh, 
Um, I guess so she heard me say <laughs> but, that, so you can blame me for that yeah. one. <laughs> but um, I would just say, like, yeah, with the tokenism, it's kind of my, a few years ago, my husband and I were watching um, Atypical about, you know, it's that Netflix show with the autistic kid. Yes. And um, we stopped watching it because they just made the sister gay and it just came out of nowhere. And we were like, this doesn't even make sense for her character. And then they kind of took the whole storyline for that season away from the kid with autism. You're like, isn't this supposed to be about the kid with autism? Like, it just felt really forced. Like, they needed to check the gay box. And it didn't matter to me that she's gay, but the character clearly, like, they were developing it in that way. And then halfway through the season, they were like, oh, crap. We need a gay character. Yeah, no, and they're doing, <laughs> you know and they I mean? don't understand you know, what just... they're doing. It's like you said, they're box checking, and that doesn't actually yeah. progress. That doesn't progress anything. You're just you're meeting a quota, and all of these groups who demand more representation, you would think should be insulted by that, not thinking that this is progress. So yeah, Jen, and then go- in just in terms of the slap, uh, I think I thought it was stupid, and it's just a. Another reason why I don't watch the Oscars or pay attention to celebrities anymore. <laughs> uh, I, They're all insane. Yeah, I would say that that's a pretty popular sentiment based on yeah. their rate. <laughs> okay, Great, Jen. Glad to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here with Oliver. Uh, sorry to you. Sorry, I do apologize to you last few callers. Um, try to get in, um, line up early, and I'll take I'll take whatever thoughts you have. Uh, as well as next week. So, David, Cody, I do apologize. Um, you can also leave me a comment or a message if there's something you want to, you know, throw my way, and I'll look at responding to that. Oliver, if you're a parent, are you going to be getting rid of Disney or changing at least your consuming habit of Disney? And bring us home with the final fucking take that I'm ever want to hear on. <laughs> so, actually, I, I didn't think I was going to make this call in. I, I had a meeting, and then it got canceled. So I actually commented on your Patreon. But yeah, no, I got, I got three kids and, uh, my kids ages are three, six and eight. And, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. And I think I'm done for maybe a, a little bit, a, a little bit of a different reason. And that is if you go on to Disney plus lately, it just feels like it's geared towards adults. Now, um, if you go on and look, um, they, they just added a content filter on there. So you can add a password for like, for kids. If you just want to access like kids only stuff. And, you know, my wife and I were just kind of getting tired of having to, like, pre-screen everything from start to finish just to make sure that, you know, that it was appropriate for our kids. And, I mean, like, we watch the old movies, and, like, the old, the old movies are fine, and I think what we'll just do is just purchase those in DVD format, like, like uh, Sunny Bunch says, which is just, just get the physical copy, and that way they can't mess with it. But, I mean, I think... Other than that, you know, I live in Southern California. I live about 15 minutes from Disneyland. And I went recently as a guest. Like, I didn't have to pay to get in. So, hell yeah. And um, I was struck by how many adults. And just, like, we went to the Star Wars place. And it's just just a bunch of 30-year-olds dressed dressed as Jedis. It's like, okay. I mean, it just, it, it felt like the magic for the kids was gone. And it was just really geared towards adults. And maybe that's just what we're seeing now through their marketing. And so if that's the case, if I have to pre-screen every damn thing just to make sure there's stuff that's appropriate for my kids, then it's just getting tiresome. And I just really don't want to do it anymore. 
Someone and I, I didn't, I don't know who this, and I'm probably going to be bastardizing their comments. Made the observation you made about Disney's kind of more of an adult company now for people who can't grow out of infantile, you know, infantiling their youth. So it's they're saying like Disney, Disney is now for you know people in their 30s, 40s who grew up with it and have never grown out of it, and. I think that that's an interesting observation. And I think it's interesting the one you're making it because I haven't seen that around a lot. Like this is, it's not even like the content's even for kids anymore. It's, you know, geared for parents to teach their kids what Disney is trying to indoctrinate them with. As I noticed, like, you know, when they do like a kiss in the background, it's, you know, now it's up to you as a parent to explain why the, you saw that from Disney as opposed to Disney just putting it right in their face. Um well, I but guess someone noted that, like it's you know, and th- there is there is this kind of adult Disney thing, like I, you know, there's people I follow on Twitter who you know they're in their 20s and 30s and they go to Disneyland every every year and show photos and stuff and they talk about how you know they're going to go to the Star Wars thing and it's it is it is a little weird to me, but that that is definitely a sentiment that exists, you know, adult. I mean, yeah, like like I said, if you go to the Disney Plus landing page. There's Free Guy, there's, um, what is it, Turning Red, there's all the Marvel movies, and this is all mostly like PG-13 or even R-rated stuff. And it's like, and again, if I, my eight-year-old who knows how to use the Apple TV remote, okay, now I got to make sure that he's not accessing stuff that he's not not supposed to access. And so it, it just became a chore to the point where, and then and then you couple that with like, where you know with the stuff that rufo put out and it's like dude i don't even have the time like you you guys you you, you've lost lost my trust and i'll make another little i'll kind of tie something in and that is you know i would feel the same way about schools now it's like i get an email from my kid's school and i'm looking at that email with my eyebrows up just like making sure like what are they going to do now right they kept my kids out of school for, you know, they kept my, like a mask on my kid for two years. It's like, what are they going to do? And so, so the trust is gone from my school. And then, and also with Disney, it's like the trust is gone. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to blindly turn it on. I mean, look, I shouldn't do that anyways. Look, I get it. Okay. But if you're a parent with kids, you know, it's like, dude, sometimes you just need like an hour, like just turn on on the TV. Just, just give me a bit, you know? So um, but anyways, yeah, so I, I think we're just, yeah, we are, we are, we are done. I'm just over it. And yeah, there you go. Uh, do, do you, do you have another hot take for us to, uh, on the slap? You just want to bring. Um, I really, I, nothing that hasn't been said through 50,000 memes that all that came out of it. I, you know, I was not watching the Oscars. I had wanted nothing to do with the Oscars. I never even turned it on. And I guess the only way that I did consume it was. Just, I do like to check Twitter because Twitter is just a place where people just, you know, shit talk and, and it's just a fun thing to kind of watch. And so that was it. Yeah. I mean, I that's good. It's actually, yeah. it's actually a, a good take. So uh, to wrap this all up, I'm going to read Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter and a few other roles, who to me kind of summed it all up perfectly by saying, I'm just so already dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it that I just don't want to be another opinion adding to it. <laughs> so that's kind of where I think we're all at now. There now there's polls happening and it'll be it, it'll be interesting to me to see how Rock addresses it. He he did his first stand up and didn't talk about it. He joked about how was everyone's weekend or whatever, but that to me is like the only 
it's the last thing. I want to hear Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock in a stand-up bit talk about it. Um, Oliver, thank you. Thanks for bringing this home. So, cheers. Do you have any uh, any last final thoughts before I? No, no. I'm I'm just glad I finally made made the call. And you usually uh, schedule them like like in the middle of my work day because I'm on the I'm on the left coast. So you know it is what it is. But uh, thanks thanks for the content. We'll, we'll start we'll start making these a little bit later for you and 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 you only. Oh, that's alone. okay. That's okay. No, not 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 just for little old me. No, no. But keep it up. Cheers. Great. Thanks, Oliver. Thanks, everyone. Um, this was fun. Uh, I wanted to hear from more parents and not all of you like childless nerds out there. Um, but uh, some, some good reactions. Basically what I get is you're all a bunch of uh, squishy sellouts who don't want to uh, remove Disney plus to save this country. I don't know what's wrong with you, but this is why we lose. <laughs> um, I am Stephen L. Miller. This has been versus media live episode 11. You can obviously get me on Twitter there at red Steez. You can also, if you, if you don't already, you should be subscribing to my Patreon. Um, a little bit of news. I'm going to be contributing regularly now also for Washington examiner. Uh, doing um, issue, uh, issues of media and things like that. And I will have a piece at Spectator uh, coming tomorrow about Enos Cantor, who, as we all know, was cut from a basketball team. He's pretty outspoken on civil rights issues in, abroad with Turkey as well as China. Uh, we all know about his, his shoes that he wore that were, that were pretty great. He's called out LeBron James uh, by name as well. And he was then cut. And during him speaking out, China suspended all airing of uh, games, uh, NBA games. Well, now he's out of the league and that deal has now resumed. So I will be writing on that. He said he's going to give me a quote for the piece, which I'm kind of excited about. So I'll probably be talking a little bit more about that tomorrow on the podcast. And if you are there, feel free to leave me comments, questions like you heard. Some of you heard. Um, I do take comments, questions as well on the podcast. And uh, so you can get name shout out there and you can send that to all of your friends. So cheers. Thanks everyone for your, uh, your input as usual. Um, like I said, I, I like hearing from you guys more than I like hearing from weird blue checks. Uh, I just, we get a good gauge of media and what you see and what you hear. And I think that that's better than, you know, my two pair of eyes. So again, thank you for your thoughts. This is episode 11. You can also hear this uh, once I publish it. And again, you can send that one to all of your friends and family as well. And you can tell them how, how cool you are. So once again, thanks, everyone. I'm going to kill the room. Go enjoy your nights. Enjoy your weekends. Cheers.